So recently I've been reading a brand new read for me, a book called Unpunishable by Danny Silk. And the book has been really powerful for me and really eye-opening in a lot of different ways because it's very similar to my journey in learning a lot of different things as I've come through several years. The, the title on it is Unpunishable, and it's Ending Our Love Affair with Punishment. And so it caught me, and I was like, hmm. And so I started reading it. It was actually recommended by my therapist. And like started reading it and starting to see like the difference of what it's talking about here, the difference between punishment versus discipline and how our culture and how we've been raised and how I was raised in the church and everything like that, that punishment is about, you know, just conformity most of the time of getting someone to do something that you need them to do out of fear. And as a result, it only lasts so long. It doesn't last long term. So give you kind of an idea it has like a on here kind of like a basic breakdown of the primary differences between punishment and discipline okay so punishment upholding the rules discipline is about restoring the relationship punishment pain is inflicted or imposed discipline pain is embraced punishment worldly sorrow discipline godly sorrow punishment repentance is irrelevant discipline Repentance is essential. Punishment. Forgiveness is irrelevant. With discipline, forgiveness is essential. Punishment requires submission of control. Discipline requires responsibility and self-control. Punishment. Stopping bad behavior. Discipline. Transforming hearts. Punishment. Good behavior is compliance and manipulative. Discipline. Good, good behavior is fruit of love. Punishment is powerless, discipline, powerful. Punishment, fear-driven, discipline, love-driven. Punishment, goal of self-preservation, discipline, goal of connection. Punishment, external law, discipline, internal law. Now, hopefully that makes sense a little bit as I'm reading through it, but I wanted to try to just give a tiny like glimpse into a part of the book of it, the whole paradigm of like punishment versus discipline and how so often people want to see punishment. They want to see that person pay. They want to see that person you know, get revenge on them or, you know, get back at them or get their karma or whatever it might be. And they go through the whole idea of punishment versus discipline. You know, discipline doesn't take away, you know, aspects of punishment or access of like uh, consequences or things like that. Discipline has to have consequences, but it also is the idea of just not getting the other person to conform. And, you know, that's so often in a lot of Christian circles and a lot of circles around is people just want conformity. They want people to match up to their idea of beliefs. So I wanted to read this one quote in the book. So it is a quote, so I'm reading from it as well. Um, and this is a paragraph here that I want to read, and I want you to listen to it really closely. People are naturally wary about a fallen leader returning to a position of influence, especially once they find out that he is a repeat offender. However, often this wariness is an expression of the punishment paradigm. The reality is that many leaders today are repeat offenders without losing their position. They're just successful in hiding their sin or sinning in, quote-unquote, acceptable ways. For some reason, the sins of fear, anger, self-preservation, idolatry, 
gluttony, lust, and pride often get a pass in certain leaders. The sheer number of leaders regularly using porn in this present generation is staggering. But if we don't know about it, or we struggle with the same things ourselves, we continue to trust, empower, and follow these broken leaders. Then when they crash and burn, we destroy them, even if they want to repent. When it comes to restoring, quote-unquote, them in the leadership position, our concern is not really to see whether they have learned to walk in new relational culture of connection, vulnerability, and asking for help way before risking a crash, but whether they have learned their lesson about keeping their sin tucked in. This only enforces the message to other leaders who are struggling that it's not safe to be vulnerable, ask for help, and repent before they finally blow some part of their lives apart. In the New Covenant, however, our priority should be to appoint leaders who are healthy enough to ask for the help they need while continuing in the leadership gift they are to the body of Christ. In my experience, some of the leaders who know the most about being healthy are those who have been restored after repenting for their sin. That's the end of the quote. But just wanted to read that to you because a lot of times I think it's so true that people accept all types of other sin, but then when it comes to certain types of sin, it's like you just need to be punished. And as a result, I like how the book phrases it, like the punishment isn't really about restoration or by getting healed or by repenting. It's more or less like you need to repent of this really fast and keep your sin tucked in. Keep it under control. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed just listening to some of these podcasts as I've been trying to go through and really just have a different tone and different style as I'm trying to inspire other people and as I'm trying to motivate other people to success in like every aspect of their life to set a new design for your future, a new perspective, a new chance to be able to grow and change and become your best self. And that is possible, but it takes work, it takes effort, and it takes a lot of intentionality, that's for sure. Um, I love working with people and talking with people like every single day. Like I get the chance to be able to work with people all around the globe that are oftentimes struggling in their relationships, in their life, uh, whether that's in abusive relationships or whether that's in you know life coaching or where they're trying to figure out like how do I get from here to the next level. And if that's something you're interested in, would love to interact with you more. Uh, reach out to me on my website, rawmotivations.com. We've got a section there for one-on-ones. It's got some coaching. Sometimes we have events that pop up up there. Um, if you're in the aspect of where you've been listening to me or you follow me for some of the narcissistic stuff with the abusive relationships, with trauma bonds, things like that, would love to interact with you more. Like I work with people on a day-to-day basis on how to break those trauma bonds, how to be set free from the mindset that they have, the lies that they've been locked into, and really just a way to find healing and growth and to become the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. So if that's something you're interested in, I would love to be able to interact with you more. I uh, would love to talk to you. Uh, keep an eye out on the website. we got some really awesome stuff coming down the pipe. Um, we're working on developing and releasing. The web version is actually here uh, right now uh, of the NARC app, so Narcissistic Abuse Recovery co- uh, Community. And we're actually putting that together for people who've been in those abusive relationships. Uh, we're going to expand it long term to be about other abuse, other things 
things, uh, but as a way to really connect with other people and to provide like a coaching opportunity so people can read up about this stuff. They can understand, they can have like a, a lesson plan and a guidebook of what those relationships do and how to get out of them and how to work through all those things that kind of go on there. So check out the website sometime. Would love to interact with you more. Follow us on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I uh, would love to interact with you there as well. Thanks for listening to the podcast and stay tuned for the rest. So like I said, in reading through that book, it really like struck home with me a lot of times. And well, part of it was it struck home with me because there's a, a chapter in it that has an example. And the example is about a guy who's a covert narcissist. And I was like, wow, that kind of matches up. And then I started reading it a little bit more. And I was like, okay, like this is actually getting a little too close for home because it sounds very similar to my story. Um, and it really was just like convicting because looking back on my life, I can identify different parts of my life, different sections, different things that I went through where I was faced with that concept of punishment over and over again. There was many times that I was faced with punishment and to give you a little moment of vulnerability and I guess transparency, you know, when I was first at well, one of the first churches I was with, with my wife, Kayla, and we were there. Uh, I helped start the church there. We were members there for a good while. And after marriage, and I had um, my first affair, whenever I brought it to light, uh, I actually took myself and the other person. We went to the church and we confessed it to one of the pastors. And what ensued after that was exactly the same idea, was punishment. Um, was punishment of you know making sure that I was only doing certain things, making sure that I wasn't involved in certain things, um, and then ultimately like trying to almost go the route of kicking me out of the church because they viewed me as not being repentant because at that period of time I was still working at the same place as the other person. Um, we'd switch shifts and everything like that, so we weren't even like interacting, things like that. I had a, a small amount of time like one to two months left at that particular job before we were going to transfer to another store and work for another another operator. So like it wasn't that big of a deal as far as that being there because we'd already brought it up. We'd confessed it, everything like that. Um, but it, it was like they didn't want to hear that. You know, I would sit down with the pastors and try to explain this is what's going on um, and, and try to get help. And there wasn't really much help or assistance offered. It was more or less like, you're on trial and you're getting punished for this and if you don't conform then you're not doing what you need to be doing and I was like no I like I am trying to change I do want to change I, I don't know how you know that was one big aspect that through the whole thing was very frustrating and and hard because it was like I, I don't know how to fix this I didn't even know what I was dealing with I didn't even have a clue you know eight six years ago seven years ago whatever it was um, about narcissism and about like the stuff that I struggled that was like way below the surface. And at that time I was like, you know, I just want to fix this. And, you know, really what came across was you fix it by, you know, changing your jobs and never talking about it again. Like we just hide it and move on. During that process, I remember thinking like, I don't know how to repent. I don't know how to make this better. I don't know how to fix the mess that I created. And I wasn't really getting much guidance. I wasn't really getting much help by anyone except I needed to conform, you know. And early on, I had moments of where I was repenting, where I was trying to get stuff fixed, where I was trying to figure this stuff out. And it didn't seem like it mattered. It just seemed like you know the end goal is you get punished and you tuck it in and you move on. And as a result, 
it didn't really fix anything. It didn't change me. Like I didn't change. All I did was learn, okay, I just need to hide it because it's not something that, you know, I can talk about with, you know, leadership in the church. It's not something that I can really, you know, focus on, you know, growing and developing my relationship because, you know, this was like in the way. And I remember like my wife came and talked to the pastors. My dad came and talked to the pastors. Like people like came in one sense, like fighting for me saying like, no, he's like trying to be repentant. Um, and y'all are trying to kick him out of the church. And, you know, looking back, it was like a really bad situation. And it's one that like, it's frustrating because here I am like at that point, like, honestly, I was trying to seek and trying to figure out like, okay, I don't know how to fix this and didn't really get any guidance. So as a result, it was easy, like several months, year later to start falling back into the same stuff and then became more of a cycle because no discipline happened and no repentance truly happened and no change truly happened. And as a result, I just kept repeating the same thing over and over again. So uh, when you think about it, think about in your own life, what do you think about when it comes to punishment versus discipline versus how you've been raised versus how you're raising your kids versus how you're interacting in um, different circles, friendship circles, family, uh, Christian circles, whatever it might be. And try to think about that a little bit because uh, punishment a lot of times is just about that conformity. And a lot of times if you just have people conform, uh, they're either going to tuck it down deep inside or they're going to rebel. And neither one actually gets you the desired result of a changed life or a person that's growing healthy and changing. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like, go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.